Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be joined by a very, very, very special guest. We are going to be joined by the Mexic ticker himself, Michael Rivera. Yeah, I showed up for work. I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, I don't show up for work in the morning. I don't show up for villains, but for you, I will always show up, man. There you go. That's Budo, man. That's Budo. You know, um, I'm glad to be on here. It's been way too long. It's been several years. You know, a lot of things have changed in the world since I've been on. Um, you know, I hear um, I hear uh, there's now one Germany instead of two. Uh, I heard Russia fell. I think that's, uh, you know, a lot has changed since I've been on the last time. So uh, let's get right to it. Let's have some fun, man. Yeah, exactly, man. So we're going to dive in here. We're going to talk about the Spurs. We're going to talk about the yes. San Antonio Spurs. And they almost had... 10 games in a row, Mike, but they let us down the uh, other night by losing to the Miami Heat. You know, I think this was a gimme, really. I, I think what happened is that Coach Pop told the team just to let Dwayne Wade have this one as his, you know, swan song. NSA just yes. let him sell off, give him, give it to him. I guess they put it in the box. You know, when he handed him that gift with the three jerseys in it, he also said, hey, man, we're going to give you this this game as well that's, that, that's gotta be it that, that that that's that can be the only explanation a team that's won nine in a row is hot at home and is looking phenomenal since that uh what was it that horrible thing called the rodeo road oh, trip uh, which i don't i don't want to remember that i don't think any spurs fans wants to remember that but you know you're right i think pop goes up to um wednesday look buddy this is the last time you're going to be here i get it i got a little something for you in the box i got three uniforms and I got a free pass for tonight. We're going to let you have it. Afterwards, we're all going to go to Roost Chris. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about the game. We'll have a couple of laughs. We'll, you know, we'll make fun of Kawhi, you know, that kind of thing. Fake, we'll make fun of fake number two, but don't worry about tonight. We've got it. You are our guest. You know, he kind of gave him a little Southern hospitality. I'll bet you he took him down to the wine cellar. Right. Let him pick out a, a nice bottle of wine, the finest, the yeah. finest wine he has. I'll bet you they went down to the wine cellar. I, I kid you not. There was a, you know, nine wins. You don't just give up number 10 like that. I mean, sure, some people want to say the 110-105 score was close, but was it? It really wasn't. Well, you know, it was it was close in the fourth. I mean, the, the Spurs yes. made a valiant effort. But really, this game got away from them in the first, second, and third quarters. They were yep. outscored by the Heat, especially in the first quarter. Spurs kind of made a run after they were down, closed the gap a little bit. And in that quarter, the Heat outscores the Spurs 24 to 22. But in the second quarter, Mike, I got to tell you that 2-3 zone really seemed to bother the Spurs. And it got them out of rhythm, man. They could never get in any type of offensive rhythm. And then they finished the second quarter by having the Heat outscore them 38 to 25. They were down yep. by halftime. And in the third, you know, the Spurs... They made a, they made an, elef, uh, an an effort. They started trying to make an effort to claw their way back in the game, and they expended a lot of energy. But they just never seemed to really, like I said, get in any type of rhythm. Demar Derozan had two costly turnovers to end the game, but it wasn't all his fault. It was a team. No, effort, it wasn't. You know, so. it was a team effort. I mean, the the one thing about that game, and here's what's interesting: look at the production in points for each player on that team. Look at the bench. The bench alone was doing all the work last night. Patty turning in 17. Uh, what uh, Rudy turned in? What 15? Yeah, 15. I'm looking at my stats wrong here. Ben and Ellie had 17. 17. Yeah, da Davis with 10, and Marcus and Demar aren't doing any better. 17 and 16 respectively. 
come on, guys. These are guys that you and I both know can put out 20, 30 points a night, no problem. What's going on here? And and, uh, no, and, and Jakob only turning in two. I mean, DeMar still has six assists, but it just really seemed like he wasn't doing anything last night. I think Did he even it, know there was a game? I'm pretty sure he knew there was a game, but the one thing that I noticed right when we started this game, this team looked flat. Just right out the gate, they just looked like they were in molasses or they had their, their feet in cement. They just looked slow. They looked sluggish. I think, and, you know, I talked with Carl last night on the Chris Duell uh, Spurs React show, and yes. I alluded to saying, look, Carl, I, I, my take is, this team looks sluggish because maybe they expended a lot of energy against the Warriors and they just were tired. And he was saying that maybe, you know, not really. You can't really put it on on fatigue because the team's used to that. But they look tired. Yeah, and, I mean, they, they look tired. I agree with you 100 percent. I don't know if it's necessarily fatigue because, you know, they had that day off before. Yeah. I mean, winning against the Warriors, if you know, when you win a game like that, which, by the way, was a clutch win. It was great that they finished out the season two and three against Golden State. That's phenomenal. That's uh, that's almost like, hey, remember when we used to be good? This was the norm. Um, these guys, if you know, if I were a player on that team, it's like, dude, we just beat Golden State. I'd be pumped. I would be thrilled. Going, Dwayne Wade's coming into town. We're going to shut him down and make sure he has bad memories of San Antonio. And you're right, they totally go flat. Um, surprisingly, you know, the Heat get more turnovers on the night. Well, two more. Um, big numbers there. Look at the points in the paint. 34 versus 44 for the Heat. Come on, guys. You guys do – You got, points in the paint is the Spurs specialty. What's going on here? What's going on? You're right. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they were giving Dwayne a freebie. I don't know. I can't explain it. The numbers just – the numbers just don't really say, hey, this is this is how we normally play. And what I'm concerned about is what, what's going to happen tomorrow night. Oh, God, yeah. That's going to be a segue to uh, leading into the next segment, which is Spurs and Rockets talk. Both teams lost yesterday. And both teams are going to want this game. And, of course, the Spurs are playing in the, on the road, you know, on, in the Rock, uh, against the Rockets in Houston. This, yep. If the Spurs can get this game, Mike, this is a statement game sh saying, you know what, we're here and we can beat the best teams in the league. And and this actually helps the Spurs in the standing because right now I believe they're currently at the sixth spot because yep. OKC lost. They did us a favor yesterday yep. in losing, so they dropped to the eighth spot. So the Spurs yep. can still advance. They can still, I mean, the, to me, that fifth spot is obtainable, but it all starts tomorrow in Houston. What do you think they need to do to get that win? Biggest thing is they need to shut down the bearded one. I mean, the bearded one's hot right now. He's on, I mean, what is he on now? He's on game number 38 with uh, 30 points or more. Um, is it your 38 or 40? I can't remember. But still, he's turning in 30-point games. A 16 or 17-point performance for DeMar and for uh, Lakarkis isn't going to help the cause. Yes, I called him Lakarkis, by the way. <laughs> you know who's more excited about this game? The Spurs Coyote is more excited about this game on Friday. I mean, what was uh, I like how he went out and did some trolling there too. That's kind of nice how he's doing that. This is the spirit that the Spurs need. They need to go in there. They need to troll the Rockets. They need to get into the Rockets' head, shut down James Harden, and actually try to play some basketball. Here's the thing that scares me, and the rodeo road trip showed me that the Spurs just aren't a road team this year. So I'm, you know, 
and this is only three hours away. I mean, this is a, you know, everybody can go down to this game. In fact, if you can, if there's seats available, get down to Houston and cheer the Spurs on because they're going to need all the help they can get against this team. Exactly, man. You know, everything is proceeding as I have seen it here, Joe. The only thing I'm concerned about, the Rockets, you're right. They were coming off that, you know, 12 of 14 games. They had a great win streak here. 12 of their last 14 games, I should say. That Memphis game definitely tripped them up. The bearded one is going to be upset. He's going to take it out on San Antonio. And, you know, unless San Antonio comes to play to win, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that the bench did a lot of work Wednesday night, but it needs to be the first five players on the court that take care of business, not the bench. This, this, this thing with the bench, not taking care of you know, with the, this, this, this business of the bench, taking care of business for the Spurs is not how we play. You and I both know it. And Jeff happens to know it as well. <laughs> correct, sir. That is correct. Look, going into Houston is going to be huge. And then Rivera, you touched on it. And I'm pretty sure Joe, you touched on it. This team needs a signature road win. They haven't had that really that much this season. Nope. Getting one in Houston will do the trick. Now, the last thing this team needed was dropping one in Miami the way they did. No, fine. It happened. Whatever. Move on. But now they're going into a gauntlet of their schedule right now to end the regular season at Houston, at Celtics, and they got the at Denver game. The last thing this team needs is a losing streak. Now, one thing that I learned uh, from the players and the coaches, um, the, the few games that I covered, there was a common thread, consistency and confidence. Yes. They got some consistency in the last 10 games, nine out of one, but confidence really got shook, especially during the road road trip. Now they're going to have to bring their a game. Why do I say that? All right. So let's take a look at the last seven meetings between the Houston Rockets and San Antonio Spurs. Houston's won five of those. Okay. Yep. They won five of those and it gets even worse if, if for the Spurs fans that are listening in. Okay. So, this season, the Spurs are getting route rebounded by Houston by nine rebounds per game. And if that doesn't help, they're outscoring the Spurs on average 111 points per game to 101. So mm. what, does, what does this tell me? They got to play 48 minutes of basketball, gentlemen. It doesn't they matter do. if they're, they're in the Alamo. It doesn't matter if they're in the AT&T Center, the Alamo Dome, Rivera's backyard eating his barbecue. They got to play four quarters of basketball. We didn't see that in versus Miami. I'll give them nope. that one. I'll give them a pass. Okay, fine. But look, it's crunch time, gentlemen. They're in the thick of things in the in the bottom half of the Western Conference uh, playoff standings. There, look at the loss columns. Twenty-seven losses as of this recording between San and between. I'm sorry, the the loss column and the uh, L column. There we go. I'll get my my facts right here. They're close. A loss here, a win here, catapults. Uh, a Clippers team, uh, a Thunder team that's just bottoming me out right now, the worst time. This is playoff positioning time. It's winning time. It's go time. And they're going to have a go time is going to be now versus Houston because at the end of the day, they're going to likely have to play on the road to start the postseason, gentlemen. Jeff, let me, Jeff, let me ask you this. How, I mean, as close as the West is, and that's one of the beautiful things about the West. It's always like this every year. That's why that's what makes the West so much fun to watch. If the Spurs pull the upset off tomorrow night, which I hope they do, and I and yeah. you know the numbers the numbers say they could. Do you actually see them getting? I mean, the Celtics are kind of an iffy team right now. Too. Yeah, they're kind of in that iffy, weird. Yeah. They're 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 in weird um, Rico's uh, cheese land. You know, they can go either way. <laughs> yeah, it can be really good or it can be really bad. Yeah. Um, 
you see, I, I, I could possibly see the Spurs getting the next two out of three, no problem. What does it look like for Houston? If, 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 if Houston loses this game, this is definitely going to be a bum steer for them. This is going to freak them out. The bearded one may actually get upset. Right. No, um, if, if we're looking at the next game, which is at Houston, yes. in my opinion, I think it's a, it's more of a must win, if you say, for the Spurs than it yes. is for Houston. Okay. Houston, more than likely, is going to have home court advantage. Okay. Um, but right now, if I'm Houston, I'm thinking, okay, if we fall to here. Do we get a San Antonio in the first round? Do we want to play a San Antonio in the first round? A team that defensively can and has historically done a good job on James Harden, but that was with guys like Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, yep. Kyle Anderson. Those guys are gone. You're gonna. What, what worries me uh, looking forward, guys, is this: Derek White is doing good, but can he sustain this? in the real season, that being the postseason, he's going to have to go up against top-notch guys like a Harden, like a Westbrook, yeah. like Curry, like Thompson. He's, he did a bang-up job against a rookie, Trey Young. He did a good job versus a, a less than 100% Luka Doncic. But can he do this versus the likes of Harden and, and, and Curry? So when I look at the the, the, the last piece of the, of the stretch run, Rivera, I look at Houston. I'm saying, okay, that game is a must-win for San Antonio. I yep. look at at Boston. That's a must-win for San Antonio. It's a must-win for San Antonio every freaking game this moving forward. Yep. If they want to stay in the hunt, and they have a puncher's chance at getting number four. They really do. Okay, But they're going to have to play some perfect basketball and have a little luck on their side. They can help themselves by winning at Houston and sending a message to the rest of the Western Conference playoff field that, look, we're good at home, but we can also go into your gym and get a W. That's what they need to do because they haven't done that yet all season, especially during the road trip. What, what did they get? One? I can't even, I don't even want to think about it. What was it? One win? Yeah, on one road? game. Yeah, one game. One yeah. game. And that's mm -hmm. without – and that was without – and Bertans was already traded off by that point. No, not Bertans. Um, Gasol was already gone yeah. by that point. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Right now the Spurs have 10 games left. On the season, guys. Ten games. Mm -hmm. Five of these games are on the road. Five of these games are at home. And if we do the math, they need the magic number is five wins to match last season's total yes. for wins. It's at 47. Yeah. Now, if the Spurs mm -hmm. can go eight and two, they can get to 50 wins. Now, 50 wins, is that good enough to get you into the, the five spot? Possibly maybe the it four? It used to be. You yeah, know? it used to be. Exactly. It used yeah. to be. Back in the good old days, it was. Yeah, I don't know about now, though, because you have a Portland team who has been without C.J. McCollum, one of their better players, but they're still hanging on they're to still that taking four spot. Their yeah, so the in thing fact, is... They just, they just won their last two. Yeah, and, and they're playing at a good level, a high level right now. So this thing is, even if the Spurs were to hit 50 wins, we would still need a lot of help from the other teams that are in front of us and in order for us to get into that four spot. I think five is very obtainable. It just... Mm -hmm depends on how well they're going to play on the road gentlemen and and that's the thing right where we have that big question mark if the spurs can get like you both said this win against the rockets on the road and then they can go and get another win against the celtics which are still mm -hmm. you know in the playoff hunt they're still a decent enough team those two yeah. those two wins to me say that the spurs are are going to turn the corner but we don't really know at this juncture the only thing i'm concerned about is the jazz here 
I mean, they're sitting in the fifth spot right now with a 42 and 29 record. They won their last five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, they're, they're, that's, that's they're, the only thing. They're quietly surging now. As far as the matter at hand, that being at Houston, um, there's issues. If, if we if they're we're looking at numbers, you know, I love there's a lot of stat geeks out there, and they love numbers. All right, so what what yeah. do the numbers tell us? They tell us that defensively, the Spurs aren't doing a good job on James Harden. But then again, what team is? You know, he's averaging about 29 points per game versus San Antonio. He's uh, connected on 35% of his shots. And if that isn't a good note, there's uh, Gordon. He's averaging 22 points per game and averaging about five three-point makes per game versus San Antonio. This is a key for me. As much as everybody's going to be talking about, let's see how Derek White is going to be facing off against James Harden. And I get that. That's going to be a little nice, spicy matchup. I really want to see how Jakob Pertl and Capella are going to pair off. Pertl's Pertl, got to play. Look what he did yeah. last night. He turned in, what, a basket? Yeah. yeah. Well, Capella's averaging about 20 points per game and 17 yep. rebounds per game versus San Antonio this season. And, yep. Oh, and that doesn't get it better. He's averaging about 2.3 blocks per game. I think – if Pirtle can do his job in the middle and contain Capella, I think the Spurs got a good sh shot at winning at Houston, and I think they need it. Uh, another guy I'm looking out for is DeMar DeRozan. Against Houston, Houston, he's only averaging about 19 points per game. During this win streak, the Spurs uh, all-star duo were averaging 20 points or more. Versus uh, Miami, they stunk up the joint. They had 17 and 16. They, this Spurs team goes as this duo goes. If Tamar and LaMarcus are, are firing, the Spurs are going to be firing. As much as everything to say about Derek White, and I get that, but I really believe it's actually LMA and Double D that are going to have to do the job uh, starting tonight or tomorrow night, I'm sorry, versus okay. Houston. So then let's let's look at this approach here. I mean, we all want to say that, you know, Pop gave uh, Dwayne Wade a gift last night in a Spurs loss. Maybe they were just resting up for Friday. That's what I'm wondering now. I mean, their, their performance was so flat on Wednesday. I'm just wondering if they're just saving all their gas for Friday. You know, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that because they have to be aware of what the situation is they're in right now yep. at the bottom of the uh, bracket, the West bracket. Um, you mentioned Utah, perfect example. They're surging. They got a little luck right now. They have um, a Thunder team that's kind of uh, barreling out right now and spiraling. You have a Portland team that just saw C.J. McCollum get injured, ironically, against Spurs. Now, look, you don't want to wish bad on any team, you know, no. injury. But, hmm, doesn't, it doesn't it sure does help San Antonio knowing that McCollum's <laughs> going to be hobbled a little bit. Yep. But um, the Spurs got to take advantage of this, and they got to get wins. And I, I, that Miami game, know what that reminded me of, gentlemen? Of that game that will be the one that fans will circle and say, you know what? If we didn't drop that Miami game, we could have got home court advantage, or we didn't wouldn't have to draw Houston in the first round. We could have drawn Portland in the first round. Um, yeah, the Spurs have done this before. And by the way, Demar Derozan, can I just say he needs to learn how to close out games at <laughs> Toronto versus yes. Miami? A costly turnover. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. We talked about that last night too on uh, Spurs React after the game. And what, what I kind of alluded to is, you know, we, we set this kind of, you know, off the air when we're just having our own conversations, but still Facebook live in it. Um, it seems like at times DeMar, he tries to force the issue instead of trying to play to what the defense gives him. He wants to win mm -hmm. so bad that I think he takes it upon himself to try to do whatever he can to win 
and he tends to get a little overexcited. And when you start thinking already about what you want to do instead of focusing, like he's thinking about the next move instead of really focusing on what he's doing at that exact point in time, which is take care of the ball. You know, you, you don't need to mm -hmm. force the issue. There's still time left on that clock. Get your teammates involved. It doesn't always have to fall on your on your shoulders. You are one of the better players on the team, but it doesn't have to fall on you solely. You can always look for the open man. You have to trust in your teammates. And I, I think that's where he kind of lacks a little bit, especially in crunch time. But it's only because he wants to prove himself so badly that he, he doesn't like he can close out games that he's his own worst enemy, I think, in crunch time. I, that's just my observation. 34 minutes last night. He played for 34 minutes. He's been in the NBA for 10 years. He doesn't need to prove how good he is anymore. Is he yeah. trying to prove himself to Spurs fans? Is he trying to say, I am the next fake number two? Am I, am I as good as fake number two? You don't need to prove that tomorrow. We already know you're as good, if not better than fake number two. I already know you have a better heart than fake number two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just calm down. Play basketball. You've been playing for 10 years in the NBA. You don't need any development. You don't need any help. You need to realize that you've got a great group of guys around you, especially with LMA, who are going to help you get your goal. Don't worry about everything else. Just focus on the thing at hand. Get the ball and make points. I agree. Well, when I I, 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 I hear what you're saying, uh, Joe, and I get that. But the, my thing is this: I don't think he's trying to prove anything, or he's trying to, uh, you know, in that kind of mentality. I think what it is is that he's just not a—he's not a ball handler, and he's never been one. He's no. been forced to this season because of what happened to Dejounte Murray, and then they basically just need, outside of White, they just need a ball handler distributor by committee. That's not him. He's—he's no. he's one of the worst turnover-prone uh, players for San Antonio. Despite as many assists he averages a game this season, he coughs the ball up a lot, and I think that was a situation he that we saw it up right three now. Times Look, yesterday in uh, yesterday's yeah, three times. Yeah, and, and there's players that seem to have eyes all over their head, and he's not one of them. You know, he's not a one to sense like, okay, I feel the pressure of, in this case, a Dwayne Wade coming at me. Play, there are certain players that have that. He doesn't have that, and he never has had that in his NBA career. If um, Look, we we've all we, we don't know what it is to be in that situation, you know, with time running out or coming back and you you know, we're not pro athletes and that's a pressure situation. And I think he succumbed to it twice already in recent um memory for the Spurs in the second half of the season. Now, as far as what he needs to do, he just to stick to what he does best. I think maybe giving up the ball in a situation like that to a D wide or or dare I say, you know, put it in the hands of LaMarcus Aldridge and see what he can do? Maybe. But to say he has to prove him something, I agree with Rivera. No, he doesn't have to. He's been in the league for a long time. But I give him a slight, a very baby slight pass because he's just not a distributor. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that mm -hmm. he's not really a distributor. But at this juncture, we're going to have to ride or die with this, with this team, mm -hmm. this current roster that we have. And, you know, we need wins by any means necessary so whatever Wins they gotta fix do everything yeah mm -hmm. they're gonna have to just tough it out in other words you know and, and just try to get these wins because you don't want to fall to the eighth seed and then start on the road against the warriors you match up so much better and give yourself a shot of actually advancing 
if you match up with anybody but the Warriors. I even like them against mm-hmm. the, the Nuggets, you know, or, or even the Rockets, you know, starting on the road. I mean, just not the Warriors, man. We don't have the firepower, I think, to contend with the Warriors in a, in a seven-game series. I, I think that it'll be another gentleman sweep if that was the case, Jeff. You're right. Avoid the Warriors at all costs, despite yep. what despite what the recent win tell, told us. You know, I want to see how the Spurs will play against a fully loaded uh, Warriors team with that being with Iguodala coming off the bench and Cousins playing. So, but hey, this Spurs team, despite the fact that they lost a game versus Miami, the snapping that nine-game winning streak, if you had told me after the rotary road trip in 10 games, they would win nine. I would have said you're full of BS. I said, there's no way I think <laughs> fans should be looking at that right now. Just looking at the body, the recent body of work, nine and one isn't shabby at all, at all, especially coming off that one and seven horrific rotary road trip. No, it's not. Uh, so keep that in mind. We look at this first team, but as far as tonight is concerned, or tomorrow night versus uh, Houston, whoo, you know, they got their work cut out for them. And this could be that that game that propels them um, into uh, into the uh, right frame of mind on the road. They're clicking. They're okay. The players themselves, Patty Mills, recently said this team is turning the corner, but he wouldn't say they're fully around the corner. There's work to be done. Derek White said that too uh, following the uh, recent win, saying good win. There's a lot of work to do, and namely what we saw versus Miami, playing four quarters of basketball, keeping up that intensity, razor focus. Uh, there's really not much more to say, gentlemen. Yeah, so that's going to lead us into our, our next segment. Okay, that's all the Spurs talk we have time for for this current, <laughs> this current <laughs> episode of the Two Shots podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA men's basketball tourney who that started uh, off today. Ah, yes. If your bracket's still intact, kudos to you, you know, because my bracket got busted because of stinking Louisville, man. Louisville laid an egg, and they made me almost shed a tear. (laughs) I was like, really? I'm going to be that done already? I'm like, my God, man. Here is your first mistake. Your your first mistake, and, and, and I love you hard, buddy. I love you hard, like a brother. You picked a Louisville team not led by a felon coach. Rick Pitino. <laughs> you didn't have Rick Pitino there, baby. You already knew for a fact this game was going to be over before it began. <sighs> now, guys, you guys can make fun of me all I want right, all you want right now because I'm going to admit right now to the Two Shots Nation that I did not fill out a bracket, but I can tell you who the championship is going to be with. Who's that? I am going to take – Duke and Gonzaga. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I, I feel that. But, hey, I'm with you, Rivera. I, I did not do a bracket this season. Um, really? I, I did not do one. I got it asked. Tons of people were asking me to join. I just didn't. I did not join a, any type of bracket challenge, nothing. Um, I usually start gearing up for college basketball around draft time. That's when I started. Yeah. Doing. I got so I got to start doing some yeah. homework here. You know but, what else doomed me? And I know this is dear to your heart, Rivera. Freaking New Mexico State. Are you kidding me, bro? You know, they, uh, same thing. I mean, I would have told you they would have been a one and done. They were, you know, they're kind of like, it's like that scene in Top Gun where, you know, the Admiral, come, no, not the, the guy who's in charge of the ship. Uh, what was his name? The, the bald guy. He's like, and mm-hmm. you, 
you're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. That's the way New Mexico State goes. You know, they were just like, holy cow, what are we doing here? Uh, was that the best that they had in the WAC? Probably. I think that they got the at-large the, the at for the WAC. I would have told you they would have been one and out. Man, you know what? You need to listen to me, Joe. Or Jeff. Either one of us. Yeah, you know. I told you that. Yeah, that's probably true, man. But the 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 team that I'm picking to win it all, I have okay. Virginia winning it, man. I like Virginia. That's a good call. I, I had a hard Virginia. time with that one, too. I don't believe in Duke, man. For whatever reason, I, I, I've seen him play. And they haven't made me a believer outside of Zion, who's very gifted, very athletic. You know, he's like a a, a a beast among men. He just can't shoot, man. I think that's going to be a liability when it comes to them getting further in the tourney. He can blow out shoes, though. In fact, you know what? I've got a question <laughs> for you guys. How do you feel about this? That shoe he was wearing that he blew out. Custom shoe. Isn't that technically a gift if you didn't have to pay for it? You know, that's exactly what I was talking about with Duel the other day. Because he blew out his shoe, right? And here's the funny story yeah. about that. He blew his shoe Should've out. Gone to pay this. <laughs> he blew his shoe out, and then Nike sends their top representatives out to, of course, talk with Zion and get him measured and whatnot. And they're trying to figure out how did this shoe blow out? We have to do a, a custom-made shoe just for this athlete. And, and my understanding of the rules, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, what you do for one player, you got to kind of do for everybody else because there can't be any like preferential treatment in any way. But they made him a custom-made shoe that's fitted just for him and the way that he plays. Does that give him an unfair advantage moving forward? Possibly. Possibly. Let's say you, Jeff. Or are you going to stay out of this one? You know, I, I had no idea that it was a, a custom-made shoe. But now that I'm aware of it, uh, yeah, I think that's red flags. But here's the thing. With Zion blowing out the shoe, you know, and stuff like that, I love the aftermath of it. Yeah, who who was it? I, I think it was Under oh, they, Or Nike, took a shot? Yeah, Nike um, took a big poop with oh, that yeah. one. They were knocked down. Like, yeah. Their stock went, what, I think they lost 10% of their stock that day. Yeah, they had egg on their face, no doubt, you know, and it, it hurts them. Big time. Yeah, it does hurt them. So they're trying to save face. This reminds me a lot of time. Uh, remember a couple years ago when they had the problem with the jerseys? Oh, Same yeah. thing. Come on, Nike. Get it together, dude. The torn jerseys. We remember that. And that was their first yep. year where they had made all these revisions to the jersey because prior to that, who did we have as a, as a jersey, the official jersey maker for the – for the NBA, Adidas. Uh, it was Adidas. It was Adidas. Yeah. And, and we never saw no torn jerseys when it was Adidas. And then all of a sudden, oh. we switch over to Nike, and now we start seeing torn jerseys. And they're like, oh, we're going to well, have look, to investigate. I, I was given a, um, uh, a sneak peek before those uh, new flimsy jerseys were debuted. Was it last season? Um, yeah, NBA. Yeah. Said, hey, why don't you, yeah, well, yeah, they said, hey, why don't you come and take a look at them before we release them? And that, I, obviously, I'm not going to say anything. You know, They're letting me look at it. i got to play nice. But the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, somebody's going to tear through this easily. Up close and personal, these things are thin, thin. They have this technology, quote-unquote technology, that supposedly, if you look, it's hard to see on TV. But on their shoulders near their traps, there's these um, 
holes like like these there's these fine these small holes and if you look right underneath their chest right right below their nipples you're gonna see if you really pay attention to the game watch it when they're at free throw line below their chest nipple area there's a matching grid of holes and small holes mm. their idea is when they're running forward it creates an exhaust system so it goes to their hole and blows out through their back through the traps but the problem is is that fabric is very flimsy it's very thin and it tears easily so mm. that that's why that's why I'm, i wasn't surprised when uh, the jerseys were tearing last season yeah, and I think they wow. said they make all the products in China. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> they should give the contract to Rivera, and then he would, he would make them in his backyard while grilling up. Hey, yeah. man, you know, what, you know what Adidas stands for? All day I dream about stitching. That's all I do, <laughs> man. Well, I couldn't think of a better note to uh, say, gentlemen, I have to depart now. Uh, I got work to do still, getting ready for that Spurs game. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Jeff Garcia working hard for the people. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. What is it? Eight forty uh, Central Standard, uh, nine forty Eastern Standard. Yep, I'm still hammering that rock and putting out the best content I can. Hey, and before you go, Jeff, plug yourself, man. Let us know where we can go and see all your great content. My Twitter well, first... feed. <laughs> yeah. First of all. <laughs> Locked on Spurs, a great podcast, gives you everything up to date on the San Antonio Spurs. Um, And and I recently was looking through my archives and I said, you know what? Rivera has not been on Locked on Spurs in forever. And I I got hurt. I got hurt. Yeah, we need to do that again. Yeah. So hopefully Rivera will be joining soon. But outside of that, no, there's obviously the Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com, everything you need for your silver and black fix, whether it be... The game versus Houston or something as silly as Tim Duncan's new hairstyle. Yeah. We all have it covered there at the Spurs zone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs zone. Uh, but thanks uh, Joe for the invite. I appreciate this. Love talking uh, Spurs basketball with you and Rivera Rivera. Try not to hoard up too much Rico's cheese. Uh, you know, say something for the rest of us. <laughs> hey man, there's plenty to go around. All you have to do is go check your nearest HEB store. They're Masputo. They'll definitely take care of you. And uh, Jeff, I am I am so glad I get to talk with you, man. It's been it, you're right. It's been way too long. Yeah, but, it's been uh, way too long. It's been way too long. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss you in right now. So for sometime next week, how's that? Let's do that. Let's sometime talk. Monday through Friday, I'll I'll work with you. I'll be flexible with you whenever you're ready, and we'll do it. There I gotta go. pick his brain right now, and there then we'll go. have another round table. But, uh, Joe, thanks for inviting me. Rivera, be cool, and I'll talk to you all soon. All right, man. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Garcia, folks. Uh, Bye-bye. All right. So before we go ahead and end the show, I want you to go ahead and let the people know where they can go ahead and find you, Rivera, and all the the nice pictures you like to put up of your meat. And by meat, I mean barbecue on Twitter. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have to admit, uh, I have not posted many of my meat pictures, uh, I have not posted meat in some time, which uh, good. the good thing is uh, we are getting ready to go into barbecue season, so uh, there will be more meat pictures, and I mean steak and beef pictures, not meat as in steak and beef pictures, uh, <laughs> soon. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Rivera on air. Yes, my Twitter handle has changed uh, in the last time we've been on here. Um, the reason why is um, I'm no longer just doing Austin and San Antonio. I have some other uh, markets as well that have picked me up 
because they seem to like my salty takes. Um, but yes, that's where you can find me on Twitter I'm, uh, and Instagram as well. Same handle. Um, you can find me Monday. You can just, you find me weekdays on the Mike Taylor show. I do the update whenever I feel like showing up. And uh, I am going to give a big shout out to Dylan Emery tonight because he actually has doubled his number of Twitter followers. Of course, everybody wanted to get him up to a thousand. I'm, I'm not jealous. I mean, nobody's helping me tonight, but that's okay. Um, unfortunately, he didn't make it to a thousand tonight. I don't think he'll make it to a thousand tomorrow. So I will most likely be sleeping in tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. So unfortunately, Dylan, you know, let's go ahead and plug you so they can go ahead and and follow you, Rivera. Make sure you go and follow Rivera and give him some likes. Yeah, uh, at, uh, at Mike Rivera on air, once again, um, I, I, I post pictures of meat. I have crazy, I do uh, like to post um, shows as well. Um, I do a lot of live music up here in Austin as well. And anytime I can film a band, I'll try to share them with the world. And uh, occasionally you will see me uh, shop for Rico's products on the air as well, too, or on Twitter as well. Um, you guys saw the... I don't know if you saw it the other day, Joe. It was it was tough. I had a hard time filling up my cart with all that Rico's products. <laughs> I saw that. You had the big old five gallon uh, can. It looked like of Rico's cheese, man. I had a couple, and uh, they were all consumed, and it was lovely. Uh, I have to admit, uh, the the weight loss I've been going through. I think I have basically negated it in the past three days with Rico's cheese, but that's okay. Hey, man, it'll it'll burn <laughs> off with some beer, dude. That's puro, dude. Yes, uh, yes. Um, Ricos and Modelo beer, a match made in heaven. I'm there good. There you go. Um, again, Joe, I am glad and thrilled to be on your podcast. I love when you have me. I love when you bring Jeff in. And, folks, this is a phenomenal podcast. If you get the moment, take a chance to download some of his other episodes from the past. Joe has always done great work. Um, he is getting recognized. It is good to see him in chair with crystal on spurs radio 1200 woai as well um and on ticket 760 so a lot of good things that are happening for joe and I, I i wish you nothing but the best brother i love you hard oh thank you man appreciate that and let's also plug dylan emery the blue collar sports dad you can go ahead yes. and find him yes i know he's filling in for taylor right now so you can go ahead and find him early in the mornings here in san antonio and of course across the iheart media app and, you know, just go look for the Mike Taylor show because Dylan, I believe he has one more show tomorrow to fill in for. So go ahead and dip. Go ahead and add me on Twitter, but at least go check him out. He's at BC Sports Dad as well. He's a great guy. Uh, I won't hold the fact that he's an OU Sooner fan against him. That's OK. Um, you know, we all make mistakes in life, but it's OK. You know, we do have a, a soundbite of him saying hook em horns. So, yes, 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 yes. So. Um, what I was glad is, you know, the, the reason, the real reason why I'm, I give him a lot of teasing is I love the guy hard. He does a great job. He's one of the few fill-ins for Taylor that actually gets it. Um, he doesn't hold the show hostage. He doesn't do it. Uh, another host does and just talks uh, UTSA. So we'll, I don't, I don't like to use names, but you know, do the math and figure out what I'm talking about. He does a great job. He's a phenomenal person. He's a great person to talk to in person as well. Down to earth. I, I can't say enough great things about him. But if you're a host on Ticket 760, you should have at least a thousand followers. So again, give him a follow if you can. He does great work. Yeah, we should have made some kind of weird deal with Dylan. You know, like I remember Taylor one time, he had to do the whole show shirtless with the Longhorn logo on his chest. We should have done yes, something like that with Dylan if he reached a thousand followers. And yours truly had to paint that Longhorn on him. <laughs> Y'all need to check that out. 
I don't know if you saw the video on his Facebook Live, but that was me painting it on there. And, you know, we had a, a, a cigarette after that because it was really awkward. Oh, God. Yeah, things go and take a turn on the Taylor Show, but it's quite entertaining and it's funny listening to the Mayor Sports. So that's about all the time we have for today's episode of the Two Shots Podcast. So for Jeff Garcia and for Mike Rivera, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace.